This is the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now, from Studio B or wherever the Saints and Pelicans might be, here's Brianna Nowlin and Cassie Calvert. Good morning or good afternoon and welcome to the Black and Blue Report, your favorite podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. You are on with Bree and Cassie this Friday, and we are heading into Super Bowl weekend. We also have Pelicans basketball coming up tomorrow, so it'll be a sports-filled weekend for sure. The Pelicans game, um, we're playing in Washington, D.C. against the Wizards tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time. Um, and we, you can catch the game on Fox Sports New Orleans or listen on WRNO 99.5. The Pelicans are trying to snap a three-game losing streak, and we played the Wizards here in New Orleans on Sunday and lost 94-107. to Let's Give us a little preview of the game, Cassie. Yeah, it's really interesting because since it's a Western Conference team and an Eastern Conference team, you only play twice in a season during the regular season, and this is the second time these teams play this week. So right. it's interesting that both these games ended up being in this week. The Wizards are on a hot streak right now to say the least they've won 16 straight at home after beating the Lakers last night the final score of that game was 116 to 108 and the Wizards have won seven straight overall so while the Pelicans are trying to break their losing streak Wizards are trying to hold on to this incredible home streak that they have going on they've been 22 and 9 through December and January now they didn't get off to like the greatest start this year but like they have definitely improved as the season has gone on. The Wizards got the win in New Orleans Sunday. Like you said, the final score of that game was 107-94. to The unique thing about that game was all five Wizards starters were in double digits, so they just did a really good job. They didn't have a great bench production, but their starters did really well, so they'll definitely be looking for more from their bench. While the Pelicans bench did do well in that game, Demo had 10 points, but obviously the guy to look for there is John Wall, all-star reserve, Kentucky guy like AD, and he'll actually be and the Taco Bell Skills Challenge that was just announced last mm-hmm. night with AD. Yeah. So that'll be fun. A big man and a guard both <laughs> participating in the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. That's going to be during All-Star Saturday night, February 18th at the Smoothie King Center. That's part of NBA All-Star Weekend. And AD is going to be joined by DeMarcus Cousins, Porzingis from the Knicks, Joel Embiid from the 76ers, Isaiah Thomas, Devin Booker, Gordon Hayward, and John Wall from the Wizards. That's going to be AD's second time competing in that. He competed last year in Toronto. So I don't really remember that the skills challenge isn't the one that stands out to me from All-Star Saturday Night. I feel like I think of the dunk contest and right. the three-point contest. I think those are the favorites. Yeah, so, but this one should be fun. It's They're going to do all the guards are going to compete against each other first and then all the big men against each other. It's three rounds, obstacle course style competition. They test dribbling, passing, agility, and three-point shooting skills, which is interesting when you have so many big guys like AD right. in it. But like he's proven this year, he can shoot from beyond the arc. So that should definitely be fun. It's We had Baron Davis from New or- with New Orleans win in 2004. So AD looking to be the second person from a New Orleans team to represent and pull out the win on that one for All-Star Saturday night. And like you said, also the Super Bowl this weekend. So yeah. big weekend. Yeah, definitely. I mean – if you're heading out to Houston, safe travels for sure. Um, Patriots against our lovely dirty rivals, <laughs> the Dirty Birds. Um, that game is at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. And speaking of the Super Bowl, we will be chatting with former Saints defensive lineman Demario Presley 
um, coming up in just a little bit. He was on the Saints Super Bowl championship team, and he played with us from 08 to 2010. Yeah, so I think the thing a lot of Saints fans are struggling this week is who do you root for in this Super Bowl matchup? You know, I personally am not necessarily rooting for anybody. I'm rooting against the Falcons. So. <laughs> I think you can say you're rooting for a good game. I read a yeah. really funny article on The Ringer yesterday. Micah Peters wrote this article about who he's a Saints fan, writes for The Ringer. Who do Saints fans root for in the Super Bowl? And I think you'll be interested to see who he like ended up picking. But I love this quote. He said, I extremely do not bang with the Falcons, nor do I bang with the idea of their players and fans having anything to be happy about. <laughs> so I feel like that's how a lot of Saints fans feel. But I definitely recommend checking that article out. It's a really funny take on who to root for on Sunday. Yeah, I'll have to like look into that. Yeah, I'm curious. It was great. So we definitely give him a shout out there. We'll have to let him know. But great weekend of sports heading your way and we've got a great show for you today we all know saints fans are humble hardworking, likable and the most devoted fans in the league all of that takes energy the energy you get from a warm bowl of campbell's chunky soup its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of saints fans everywhere try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo just visit your local winn dixie and ask for campbell's chunky soup the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We are on the phone right now with former Saints defensive lineman DeMario Presley, who was on the Saints Super Bowl championship team since we're going into Super Bowl weekend, I mean, it's, it's only fair that we got to talk about Saints' visit to the Super Bowl, right? How are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm doing good. I am doing good. I am uh, excited about this game that is coming up on Sunday. Yeah, we, so are we. We were just talking <laughs> about, for a Saints fan, it's a little interesting when you have the Patriots and the Falcons, um, who the lesser of two evils there is. But I think we decided that we're rooting for a good game here in New yeah. Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What are you? Pull, oh, yeah. Who are you pulling for? Uh, you know what? I'm torn. Uh, you know, I love New Orleans and that. And so the Saints, you know, just to be clear, they are my number one team. I'm a diehard <laughs> Saints fan, and, you know, they drafted me, and we won a Super Bowl together, so I will always and forever be a Saints fan. But it's so hard to root for the Falcons just because of my hate <laughs> for the Falcons. But then you got the Patriots, and this is their, you know, their, what, ninth Super Bowl I'm tired of seeing the Pacers. I don't want to <laughs> see them. You know, I do enjoy uh, Coach Belichick because I think that he is a fantastic coach. I just, I am always rooting for the underdog. You know, I was in New Orleans and we were the underdog. You know, against Peyton Manning and the Colts and everything. So, um, 
if I had to choose, I would still choose the Patriots because I want to be, I want to have that right to say, hey, you know, we are the only team in the NFC South with a relevant Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I just want those bragging rights. I think that's fair. So for people who yeah. don't know, I guess a lot of fans, I've always been curious, what is the Super Bowl week like as a player? I know there's a lot of obligations. You obviously have practices to attend, but there's a lot of other things going on outside of those practices, obviously, as well. What is that week like? Wow. Okay. Well, you know, we got to Miami a week before, but, you know, it's. I would say that the entire two weeks before is just intense. And, uh, you know, uh, I remember everything about the game and about that week was just different. You know, the aura in practice, it was different. The fans were different. The, uh, you know, everybody's senses, you know, every sense was just heightened. And, and, and it's an amazing feeling, you know, it, it didn't just feel like a regular, season game, which it shouldn't, and, you know, so, you know, uh, a typical day, especially starting out, you know, when we first got there, you know, we had some downtime that we could spend with our families or, you know, have a few hours here and there where we can go and explore Miami, but nobody really wanted to, you're, you're, you know, uh, you know, if you go into that, you know, the floor where the players are or, you know, they have a little lounge for it, guys were in their books. You know, nobody wanted to make a mistake. Nobody, um, you know, wanted to, I, I guess, you know, let their brother down. You know, we were just preparing. You know, we stayed focused. And, you know, we, you know, we wasn't really, um, you know, you, you knew that it was not playtime. Did you sense that, like, heightened feel that you mentioned during the regular season leading up to the, the off season, Or was that something that kind of, grew as it went along um we well and this is my opinion um i feel like throughout the season we just we felt different we felt special and that was our model you know our model that year was to be special uh finish strong and to smell greatness and feel like we did that but once we had that that first round by going into Arizona, I feel like everything changed after we won. Now we have to face Brett Favre Vikings. And throughout those those last two games it was a different Saints team. It was, you know, it was it, and you know, to me I I felt like, you know, we weren't supposed you know, we weren't uh we had no choice but to win. And uh, you know, and the uh, the aura that the fans gave us and stuff, you know, and how you know with uh, you know with Katrina and everything, and this being so important to the fans and the citizens of New Orleans, it just uh, you know we I kind of knew that we just were not gonna you know we had no choice but to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that season the Saints went undefeated for 13 games straight, which was remarkable. Uh, take me back yeah. to that season. Aside from the Super Bowl, what is one of your fondest memories from the team? Oh, um, fondest memories, man. <laughs> Going I back so down many. memory lane. 
Yeah. Oh man. So about the season, uh, I was just, you know, I felt lucky the the, the entire season. You know, uh, I I got drafted and uh, my my rookie year I spent on IR because uh, I got injured, and then the next year just being part of that, you know, thirteen and team and Drew Brees being the monster that he was that year. I just felt extremely lucky to be a part of it. It was, uh, you know, it was something that I would never forget. And, you know, uh, what what was different about the team, just the way we, you know, I'm a defensive guy. I've never been a part of a defense like that in my life. Uh, that was, that defense just, uh, you know, I felt extremely lucky to be a part of that defense, you know, with, uh, you know, with, Malcolm and uh, and Darren Sharper, you know, behind me, knowing that they're not going to do, you know, they're not going to let anyone get past them, but also having, you know, Vegeta and Vilma and Shanley and Jolan behind me to, you know, to, it was just, you know, it was, we were born to, that, that, that entire defense was born to play defense that day and that year. It's crazy. That was certainly a special team, absolutely. So you go to the Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl. What happens after that? What happens after that? Meaning, um, like in the moment, in the moments of after the game, like what is that? What is that experience like? We know <laughs> about the parade, everything like that. Oh man, uh, <laughs> everybody asks me that too. You know, they 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 say, well. You know, how long did you party? Man, I partied for two months. <laughs> That's how long I partied. <laughs> That's, um, I think know, that he did, just, too. It was, oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it was just, you know, when we, uh, you know, just that, that time on the field to spend with my teammates and my family to raise the trophy up and, you know, to just enjoy those moments with everybody. It was just unreal. And, uh, you know, to... Then go back to the hotel, and you know we celebrated as a team, and you know uh, that was just uh, that was just a moment that I would never forget. But you know my favorite, my uh, the, you know the one that sticks out in my head was getting arriving on the plane in New Orleans and getting in my car and trying to drive home. <laughs> All of the fans and the people that live in New Orleans were there to greet us and to shake our hands. And, you know, guys were like jumping in my car and, <laughs> and you know, I didn't care at, at, at all. Jump in. Let's, let's party. But it was just so crazy to kind of drive down that, um, that strip and to just see everybody there happy that, you know, we were able to bring the Super Bowl home. You know, it, it Incredible feeling, it was, and then you know the the uh, the 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 Super Bowl parade is still the most fun I've ever had in four or five hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was great. I remember I was downtown, and the entire like the streets were just gridlocked, and nobody was in their cars. <laughs> They were just laying on the horns and dancing in the street, and it was great. It was an awesome yeah. moment. 
Nobody parties like New Orleans. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we really appreciate you coming and talking to us today and being on our show. Oh, sure. Thank you for having me. I, um, you know, I can never pass up a time to talk about the foot. You know, to talk about the Super Bowl or to talk about the thing. This was an absolute pleasure for me. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win the night with your bud by scoring the Guys Night Out ticket package presented by Coors Light. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four Coors Light beers, plus two collectible pint glasses, all for as low as $50. Win the night with the next Guys Night Out on Wednesday, February 8th against the Utah Jazz. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Next up, we're going to hear Coach Gentry from his Alvin Gentry show. Unfortunately, I know you're disappointed about the start to this road trip so far. Uh, yeah, um, it, it has been a disappointment, and, uh, you know, we keep uh, going back, and I, like I said, it's, it's becoming like a parrot here. It's so repetitious of what we're saying, but... You know, I just think that, you know, we have to continue to play. Uh, we've had some good, good moments. And then more so than anything, I think we have to start working on uh, how, do, how do we close out games? You know, how do we, you know, play so well up to a point? And then how do we continue where we can close out games? Yeah, Coach, these first two games on this trip are the epitome of what you're talking about. Even last night, you're up eight in the third quarter. Detroit calls the timeout, and then seemingly it all flipped on a dime. What What specifically changed in the game? Was it something that – Detroit did, or was it more of what you've been talking about with your team? Well, I, you know, Detroit came out and they played well, but in our situation, uh, it came back to, you know, the unforced turnovers uh, where we gave up fast break layups. There's a team that averages eight fast break points a game, and we gave them 22, and most, most of them came off live turnovers from us. Yeah. When you talk about live ball turnovers, as to what you're witnessing right now with your team, Coach, are these – and sometimes they're, they're guys trying to do too much and sometimes they're kind of mental lapses. Where would you categorize these? Well, a lot of them are just unforced uh, uh, turnovers where our concentration is just not there. Uh, you know, just a, a simple bad pass that, uh, that, that, you know, that shouldn't be made. And uh, or we just lose the ball uh, because we're just not locked in. Uh, and, and as I said to the guys, in our situation – we have to approach every game, you know, like we're fighting for our lives because we are fighting for our lives. And uh, we hadn't seen the we, – we hadn't done that, you know, to the point where, you know, every possession has to be, you know, just really, really, really uh, cherished, you know, and you can't just uh, throw the ball away and think that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And even with that, Coach, in the last two games, you've had basically a chance to – steal it back at the end, finish the game. So if you're looking at just the finishes of games, what are some of the problems in that regard? 
Well, we've been very good defensively. You go back to the Toronto game and the last five possessions they had, uh, they came away empty. But on the other end of the court, the last five possessions we had, we came away empty. Mm -hmm. And so if we're going to be that solid defensively, we have to find a way to execute and get the ball in the basket on the other end. And uh, that's been a problem for us from the standpoint of, uh, you know, either we just – I like some of the things we've done because we've just gotten shots that uh, we just didn't make, and that's going to happen. But on the other hand, there's also been things where we just didn't read situations or, you know, we just didn't execute and we came away with a bad possession. And, you know, with a minute, two minutes on the clock, you just can't afford to do that. The guys that you're finishing games with, is that the group that you've got to continue and hope that they get that, that concept, if you will? Or do you find yourself questioning even, do I have the right combinations out there at the end? Well, I think we have the right combinations out there at the end. And, uh, you know, sometimes, obviously, there's three or four guys that's going to be mainstays, and then it all depends on how – uh, the game is going and how someone is particularly playing at that moment uh, that may be the, uh, the the fourth or fifth guy that finishes. But uh, we we have that combination out there. What we have to do, is, like I said, is that we just have to make sure that we're executing, that we're getting that shot, and then that we're knocking it down. Knocking it down, That's I guess that's the end-all, be-all. But at this time of year, Coach, I understand that, that practice time is so hard to come by. Um, what what can you do in a practice situation that would, I guess, reinforce the situational basketball you're referring to? Well, the the main thing that we do in, in at this particular time of the year is that we try to try to clean up uh, things, you know, like the execution, yeah. uh, the timing of a play, the 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 screens that are set, using the screens that are set. Those are the things that we try to clean up right now. Uh, you know, like if you just go back the other night. Uh, you know, we ran a play and the timing was off, so we had two guys end up colliding and and it kind of broke up the play, really. Uh, and so those are the kind of things that we try to clean up in practice and go over. Coach, I had a fan ask me, does, does Coach get in there during that timeout huddle and just draw up some completely new play? Uh, just, you know, what's fresh, what seems right, or is it a variation of a scripted play? something out of the playbook what can you share even what you guys do in those timeouts well we do a little bit of both really uh you know we look at situations and we see who they have on the floor and we try to take advantage of of who we think may be the weak defender uh but most of the time we're trying to get the ball to to to, to anthony or to drew or to tyreek for those guys to either make a shot or make a play which is what most teams do in this league yeah, yeah. And those guys, I guess, are you, I'm assuming that you have the faith in them that if a play does break down, that they could finish it on their own if they had to. Well, and that's that, and that's what you have to have, yeah. you know, because a lot of times uh, this league is so well scouted that uh, they have a general idea of what you're trying to do initially, and now it comes, you know, what do you do when the initial play breaks down? We have to have guys that create situations for themselves or create situations for someone else where when they drive, the help is there and they get the ball to the open guy. Coach, let's continue to talk about some of the guys you just referenced in our last segment, namely Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, captains for your ball club. Drew's been playing very well on the floor. Anthony has put up the numbers that he has to earn himself, obviously, the all-star start. That's leadership in one sense. Are, are they growing as leaders uh, in the other aspects of the game right now in your eyes? Well, well they are, and I think it's a, it's a process. Uh, you know, we need more leadership from them. Uh, and I think they understand that. But, uh, you know, uh, I think it's a process. 
Uh, you're talking about two young guys, really. You know, AD is 23 years old. Drew is 25, 26 years old, I think. So, you know, you're talking about very young guys. And uh, uh, we just have to continue to, to talk to them. Uh, me as the coach have to continue to talk to them. And I think eventually what I'd like to get across to them is that their voice is, is even stronger than my voice when it comes to the, the peer pressure that you put on guys or, you know, you're talking to a group and, and you're the captain of that team. They respect you so much for the plan on the court that uh, some kind of way I've got to uh, make them realize that their voice is going to be well heard from the other guys on the team and they're going to follow their suit. Interesting, because in here watching you of late, it seems like you're having to do everything, coach, schedule maker, disciplinarian, big brother, father figure, the whole nine yards. I would imagine that you can't do it all at this point. No, you can't, and uh, uh, that's why uh, you have to have uh, the, the captains of your team that, are, that are, are, are leaders and outspoken. And the great thing about it, those two guys, is that they really want to do this and they really want to be good at it. And, uh, you know, it's a, just it's, they're going to have to grow into it. It's something that they're going to have to grow into. And I think the big thing that they've got to realize is that sometimes in these situations uh, you have to say something to a teammate that, that may not be real positive. But, uh, you know, they'll get there. I think they'll get there. You know, it's just a really, really hard thing to step over that next line and to be able to say to a guy, hey, come on, you got to pick it up or, hey, you can't break down or you can't do this. Uh, so uh, the great ones have been able to do it. Uh, when you you think about the you know the Kobe's of the world or Jordans and stuff like that, and uh, I I think these guys will be able to do it. It's just something that they got to continue to work at. Coach, who have you had in other coaching stops that fits that bill? Players, I think I know you'll say Grant Hill in this conversation possibly, but but who else? Well, there's a lot of guys and some unsung guys that you wouldn't really think about. You know, I think P.J. Tucker has been a leader from the time, you know, we picked him up in in uh, Phoenix from the you know, from the uh, D-League, well, the CBA then, yeah. you know, but uh, uh, he was a guy that, uh, you know, that, 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 you know, was just a natural leader, you know. Obviously, Steve Nash was that way, but Steve is a lot like, uh, you know, Anthony and uh, uh, Drew in that uh, they lead a lot from, you know, their play and what they do on the court uh, and not really that much of a, 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 a verbal guy that, that talks to guys, but uh, – you know, it's it, 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 it's it's just different kind of leadership. And don't get me wrong, Anthony and uh, uh, Drew are, are good leaders, mm-hmm. uh, very good leaders uh, by what they do on the court and 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 and, and what they uh, you know show the guys that that's possible. But um, you know, the the verbal thing is is something that 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 comes. I think as the more you do it, and the more you feel comfortable with it. It certainly doesn't seem like something that you can rush or just all of a sudden artificially, you know, jumpstart at this point. And that seems to be something they have to grow into. Is that proper? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think it's anything that you can rush and you can't, you know, go in as a coach and say, you guys got to do this and you guys got to do that. I think what you have to do is that you have to communicate with them and put them in a comfort level where they feel confident enough that they can then go out and do that. And that's the things that we're trying to work on right now uh, with, with both those guys where, hey, you have a voice. And, 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 and what, what makes those guys great is that both those guys just want to be one of the guys. You know, they want to be one of the guys 
But the thing that I tell them is that, you know, you're in a different category. You have to you, – you, you, you all – it's great that you want to be one of the guys, but you're going to have to step up, you know, sometime. Is, is, being, is wanting to be one of the guys, does that come from the fact that I guess most all these guys were probably the best player on any team they were ever on? And maybe now, since they don't have to be the quote-unquote best player on the team, you know I'm just going with this, that it's kind of nice to be one of the guys. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, uh, you know, that's just the, that's the, 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 the fine line that you, you, you walk in this league, you know, where uh, – and I just think with those guys, they're just such good guys that they don't ever want to feel like they're above anything. Uh, you know, both those guys, they, they, they want to feel equal to the other guys on the team. And so I think that's what makes it tough for them sometimes to step out and, and, and to challenge guys and do things like that. But it, it, it's something that'll happen. And I think these guys, uh, like I said, we, we, we can't forget that they're still really young guys. You know, they're, they're very, very young guys. When you think about 22 and 25 or 6, uh, that's still very young uh, to, to kind of throw all of this on their shoulders. So um, I, you got to be patient with it, and that's what I keep telling them. This is something that, you know, that we have to be patient with. We have to talk about it. And then you guys will get better at it because I think all of them, both those guys, want to be a success and want to do everything that they possibly can to help this team win. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for today's edition of the Black and Blue Report. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hey, New Orleans! The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star Practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. We are going to wrap things up on this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report, heading into Pelicans Wizards tomorrow night and the 
big game on Sunday that you already know what it is. So. <laughs> you already know that one game that we play every year. Biggest day of the year. It's fine. I'm really there for the food. Like yeah. When you when you don't have any teams playing, it's really all about the Super Bowl food for me. Right. Are you are you're hosting a Super Bowl party? I am. Yeah. I'm gonna crash it. <laughs> I'll bring a seven layer dip. Like, if I hey. survive the rock and roll marathon Sunday morning, I will be hosting a Super Bowl party. <laughs> I almost went and drove to Houston just oh, to like that would have been fun. Watch it there. Yeah, you have family there too, right? Uh, in Dallas. Dallas. Well, no, yeah. I have a cousin in Houston. Hey. I feel like the atmosphere <laughs> would be so cool, but then I'd be so jealous I wasn't in the actual game. Yeah, true. What a like once in a lifetime experience. That'd be so cool. On my bucket list for sure. I I partially did when Beyonce performed for the halftime show at the Super Bowl in New Orleans. I was in the dome for a solid like 15 minutes (laughs) for halftime. That was amazing. That was incredible. The year that the power went out. Yep. That's because Beyonce just like (laughs) broke the world. Yes. Like she did yesterday (laughs) announcing she's having twins. I know. I'm so excited. Wait, there's so many awesome memes about that. We're going on such a tangent. (laughs) This has nothing to do with sports. Our producer's throwing us out. It's fine. (laughs) I mean, Beyonce, Super Bowl. But I guess it's Lady Gaga this year. Yeah. I'm interested to see. She's kind of toned it down, but like I want her to tone it back up. Yeah. The Super Bowl halftime performance. Because that's what the Super Bowl halftime is all about. Right. You gotta Being be outrageous. Like, yeah. She said no meat dress, so like I'm a little <laughs> bummed about that. Darn. I know. That <laughs> Can't leave meat on cool. the field. Maybe she'll do like a <laughs> football turf dress or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like... I feel like she has something up her sleeve for I sure. Hope so I think it'll be entertaining. Yeah. And it's really not about the music. It's about the show. Yeah. You know? It's a full-on production. So... I'm excited to see that. And all the commercials that are going up. I know they've already been putting some out um, on the internet. There's a really good one about like a dad. I think it's for like Audi or something, but it's like about a little girl and her dad. Those ones always get me. Oh, yeah. The best. The little, the emotional ones that just get you right in the heart. Yeah. But then it's like (laughs) I never know when to like go get food or like go to the bathroom because then it's the game and I don't want to miss the commercials either. Well, that's why you can pause the game, go do your stuff, and then come back. But then then you're behind. But then. In between plays, you fast forward. <laughs> okay, that's valid. All right, so tips from Bree on how to see everything in the Super Bowl. <laughs> or or just record it and watch it again later. Yeah, you could do that. But, like, I want to be up on everything. You know, like, I'm keeping up on Twitter, too, and people are talking about True. it. Like, I don't want to be behind. Yeah. There's just right. a lot going on. You're right, you're right. So just don't just, go to the just bathroom. Just don't go to the bathroom. Just hold it for four hours. <laughs> Daniel says bring a bucket there you go <laughs> uh, okay this is just in the middle of this the is party. really just taking a turn today. <laughs> before we get to the Super Bowl we have Pelicans <laughs> Wizards and like we mentioned Pelicans looking to break their losing streak Wizards red hot 16 straight at home that has to end at some point I would think so I think tomorrow night Let's is the, be night. the ones yeah John Wall having an incredible season we were talking earlier, played an Iggy Azalea song last night when the Wizards played the Lakers to troll Nick Young, which I think is <laughs> next level petty and hilarious. They don't have anybody that they can they troll for us. us. No. Yeah, no. Not really a trollable team, I gotta say. <laughs> but should be a really good game. Like we said, they played just last Sunday, so teams are very familiar with each other. It's very fresh, so it'd be interesting to see like what adjustments the Pelicans make facing this Wizards team. They are top 10 in offensive efficiency. The Pelicans are top 10 defensive efficiency. So interesting matchup there. Yep. So that game is at 6 p.m. Central time. So you can catch it on Fox Sports New Orleans. And 
then hopefully on Monday we'll be talking about a little bit. Well, not we, Sean Kelly. We'll be talking about Super Bowl. He'll be t- previewing the Pelican Suns game. So make sure you tune in on Monday as well um, after all of your Super Bowl celebrations and festivities. So um, thanks for tuning in today, and we will catch you back next week on the Black and Blue Report. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.